Okay, segment number four. This one is pretty much about the mindset again, but I, I was kind of getting confused because I think Sammy C jumped a few questions, then went back. So uh, this one is just pretty much about the changing of, you know, the mindset. And one of the things I say on there is about that we are in a new timeline. Uh, and, you know, being in a new timeline, it was my way of saying that we're not doing things like the way they were done before. And we're trying to not only keep up with the changing of times, but try to get ahead of where we need to be. So that way we can set the example to other veteran Navajo veteran organizations on the Navajo nation, and then try to be the leader to show them how nonprofits should be run. And so pretty much all this really comes down to business, 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 business. And our commander, he's more used to politics, 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 politics. And that's where there's been a clash right here. And I try my best to organize and smooth it out. And that's where you, you'll hear me talking about a WWE mindset. And, you know, small, tiny changes is where I was talking about dietary habits, you know, and I just kind of, I'm kind of crisscrossing now. Uh, I, I just said this in segment number three, but now I'm using it in number four. And, um, he pretty much skipped the third question, but he went on to the fourth one and that's where, um, uh, oh, he skipped the, the third and fourth questions, I think. And there's a, there's another problem with the audio quality where we got too close and, um, the therapy, uh, I talk about therapy from podcasting. Shit. I can't even talk anymore. And, um, okay, so basically where I kind of got confused was, I was expecting question number three and four, but he jumped to number five. So with that being said, let me go ahead and read to you what uh, question number four was. So this was not question number four. Why would you want to change veterans dining etiquette when there are more drastic issues to cover like PTSD and suicidal depression? So based off of that, you know, like I said, basically he gave us 30 minutes. So he skipped this one. Um, and he also skipped number three, but let me just read number four. And this was my answer. And, and the reason why I read this is because this is what I was hoping to have in front of me. And, and that way I could have made my answers more direct, more precise, more clear. And we could have just moved on. But because I forgot to grab the paper, I was just like so busy and distracted with that gore dance powwow at the time. Um, excuse me, that I didn't make, I, I made a second I made a second um, copy, but I left it at home and I took off that morning because I was all in a hurry and excited and all giddy and everything. So anyways, so here's my answer for question number four. Well, as time has marched on from the elders who had pretty much laid the groundwork of what we were supposed to follow, we have slowly drifted from the healthy lifestyle our elders once prayed for us to have. They had strict diets and daily regiments of sheep herding and silversmith making that kept their focus on what they were making a living on. But now we consume just about anything that is put on supermarket shelves because we no longer have to prepare meals when we can just microwave. And also there's fast food, but eh. anyways. So it's a working theory that 
is slowly introducing a change in slowing down on eating anything flavored to casually chewing food one spoonful at a time. And I did cover this in the dining etiquette part where uh, there's another veteran who's kind of lived like, well, I don't want to say he lived a, a, a really fancy life, but he's lived the life where he's hung out with a lot of white people and he's understood how to eat properly. And like I said, you know, you go to Golden Corral and Gallup, all these Navajos are just horking it down like, you know, Ratatouille, like, you know, that rat tells his buddy. But, you know, they're all there horking it down just to get full. And then when they get, you know, obviously their eyes are bigger than their stomach because you'll see a lot of Navajos walk off and they're still like full bowls of like food and, you know, full like chicken legs and, and steak. And, you know, they're just wasting it. And I was like, damn, man, come on, you guys. So what the guy was telling me, my, uh, he was an Air Force veteran. He was telling me, um, I said, how do you eat over at these fancy places? And he told me, he goes, well, I said, because I know that if I ever get a chance to go eat at a fa fancy fine dining restaurant, I want to make sure that I don't make a fool of myself, but I want to be at least mildly prepared as possible. And he goes, just chew your food about 20 times, then swallow. That way you don't eat too fast. And, you know, he says, just do like a small little spoonful. He goes, don't shove it in your mouth and don't stuff your mouth. And I was like, oh, okay, I got it. So that's, that's why I was saying this, um, where I was, uh, I was talking about the, the, uh, diet, ugh, introducing a change in slowing down on eating anything flavored, you know, so slowing down on that neck and then to casually chew food one spoonful at a time. That's where I was going with that. And then I, uh, my, my written down answer is it may help Navajo veterans feel better knowing they don't have to rush themselves all the time. And because that's a military thing, you know, you're taught whether you're going through boot camp or basic training, you're taught to hurry up, hurry up and eat, hurry up. And for me, that was no problem when I went through basic training. I was already eating fast anyway, so I had no problem with it. It was just perfect for me. And my other, the other part of my answer is, um, it'll help veterans, you know, feel that they don't have to rush themselves all the time and may even help them be more, be more aware of just how exactly they eat with loved ones and may want to set a better example for the younger generation or their kids, you know? So that's, that was the whole thing about this, um, question. It's like, why do you, why are you concerned more with dining etiquette than PTSD and suicidal depression? And I'm like, so my, what, what, what was supposed to be about this segment or what was it was supposed to be all about was um, just that, you know, little tiny things that we don't do, it, you know, we look for the bigger things where it's going to lead to some really bad habits. And that's pretty much primarily where I'm trying to go with this uh, number four. So with that being said, let me just uh, answer or let me read to you number, question number five. This is where Sammy C, he's going to say, using the nonprofit as a starting point, how would you want communication to work in modern Navajo society since there doesn't seem to be any real examples to go by? And that's where it's, you know, it's really hard for me to get this nonprofit going and, um, over in Clagato community, you know, I already knew all this where the, uh, the community members weren't going to get behind it. And 
So that's where I just was like, well, I'm going to do this. So I'm going to do it quick and hurry up and, you know, get the results that I want to see. So anyways, <laughs> my uh, answer, my written answer is communication is a form that Navajos are known for, especially given the history of the Navajo code talkers during World War II. And when compared to today's social climate, what war have we won? So to the communication in the world of the nonprofit status, there is an unmentioned goal that sees more and more Navajo veterans utilizing podcasts to get their point across either to their community or to the world, uh, that there are unknown issues they face which requires much more attention. And fortunately, there already exists a form of these Navajo veterans uh, for ah, there already exists a form for these Navajo veterans to follow, which happens to be the Clagato Veteran Podcast. So that's where I'm trying to, you know, I was trying to promote it at the same time. But um, anyways, and with the completion of season three, the subject matters that it has dealt with was primarily the everyday struggles that the average Navajo citizen had to deal with in the past few years. So which I was trying to refer to the pandemic, but I didn't really want to give it too much credit. So I didn't say, I just said past few years. And the point of the KVP, which Clagato Veteran Podcast, was to address discomforting issues like rape and suicide to help the listeners find educated ways to discuss with family or someone they love which otherwise they would not have done or been too late to do in the first place. So what I'm trying to say right there was just basically um, the the podcast is oh, just a tool that others can follow, they can use, create their own podcasts, talk about things that are hard uh, to talk about with family and try to get this narrative going that even though we have political leaders and now we're having a Navajo nation presidency election going on, those guys are not going to address what the podcast can address. So that's why I had put that in there. And then also um, the other thing I was going to say about this was uh, as far as the completion of season three, um, no, 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 it wasn't that it was like the social climate, uh, the communication part uh, the, oh shit, where was I going to make my point? Uh, but, oh, so anyways, basically you pretty much get the point. I don't really need to explain anymore, but I just wanted to say that that's why, that's why I'm doing this, you know, to have a reference point. And now we're in season four, so it's getting pretty good. Uh, I got a compliment from one of the Facebook friends that I have that says, you know, you know, he's looking forward to hearing more. And I'm like, all right, yeah, it's cool, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. So that's why <clears throat> right now I'm just trying to make sure that, um, I explain this a little bit more and with what we got going on, uh, pretty much it's just, um, that, uh, what was it? Yeah, I, I, I guess just pretty much question five. You just listen to it and you'll know what's going on. So time for me to shut up and let's go ahead and do this. Mateo, let's continue. We have a few more minutes to share here. Sure. And we've covered a lot of ground already. Yes. But uh, let's talk about, you know, one of, your, one of your thoughts has been with veterans is a changing a mindset. Yes. Uh, elaborate a little bit on that, if you would. Oh, <clears throat> well, you know, I just kind of figured now that we're in a new type of a, uh, 
not generation, but just as far as the world has changed, you know, we're in a, we're in a new timeline. So I kind of figured, you know, maybe it, it shouldn't, it wouldn't be so bad if we could get veterans to kind of take more pride in themselves. Like, uh, like I was explaining to these two about the, the WWE wrestler mindset, you know, going out there and wanting to be champion, wanting to hold up a belt, uh, wanting to be the best, wanting to be successful, you know, as opposed to what I was saying earlier, where the veterans are kind of feeling like they've been beaten down and nobody listens to them, nobody cares. So that's where that type of mindset, just, you know, doing small, tiny changes, um, that would greatly affect their lives, uh, like, you know, dietary habits and just kind of changing of mindsets is pretty much where I believe that is, it could be the way of the future. Mm-hmm. So the mindset's really, that's a good starting point, I yes. would think, trying to get folks to think a little bit differently about stuff. Using the nonprofit as a starting point, how would you want communication to work in modern Navajo society? Oh, well, basically, um, we... Well, we want, well, especially me, I want more veteran organizations to start investing and putting more time and effort into podcasting. I think that would really help out a lot more because every time we have agency meetings or there's some kind of concern or a listening session, there's a lot of veterans that come up and they got a lot of stories they want to share. And, you know, um, there was a listening session a few weeks ago over at the UNM campus, and there was a lot of veterans that came up. They wanted to talk to a congresswoman, Teresa Ledger, and um, you know everybody was kind of upset because there was a time limit, and and I wanted to get up there, but then that would be taking more time. But I kind of figured maybe this way might be better going through uh, the impact program here, and um, just kind of let the veterans know, you know, just maybe uh, if you want to get those stories out and you want to let people know how you feel. The podcasting is like the best solution for any of that because it's cheap and effective. You can do it off of your phone. You got a computer, you know. Once you learn the rhythm of how to do it, I think um, it'll really make a benefit. Now, it may not change everything in the world, but it would definitely make the veteran feel better knowing that whatever they had pent up and, and locked inside their head finally comes out of their mouth and it's therapy therapeutic i believe and you know and it's really important to get a group of veterans around the table to discuss things like this yes because some are experiencing other things that other people are not experiencing and vice versa yes but to, to be able to sit around a table and be able to, to talk and air things out certainly is a way to do it yes